0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. That's the show that you have arrived at. Thank you so much for coming here. We're known as the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. It's always good to be with you. We're brought to you in this first segment of the show by Noble Gold. And if you think the dollar is going to be around much longer, I'm afraid you're not paying attention. Even, even Rand Paul came out and said, Last year we took in a little over $3 trillion. We spent over $6 trillion. Where's the money going to come from? You're right. It's a strain on the dollar and how long will it be till they have to put zeros at the end of the dollar then they devalue your currency then they close the bank and everything that's in there is gone that's why you need noble gold you gotta diversify you just leave operating capital in the bank and when you go to noble gold they'll say well you got iras and 401ks okay this is what we can do for you we can cover that they're the best at what they do folks i went from just an advertiser to also a customer several times over and i would recommend you do the same thing give them a call 877 646 5347 646 5347 well we've got an old familiar guest on the show not that he's old but he's been around a while on the common sense show and he's come back and we're going to talk about some very timely issues as if there's any shortage of such and he's compiled a list that we're going to walk through that we think that people need to know about but 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 let me tell you something information without action is useless food water guns gold ammo natural medicine and tools you need to get busy please John Wayne hey, there it is. that's it's our guest and uh, I was John I was accidentally appeared on the show last night <laughs> it's the first time I ever called the number just to talk and he was on the show with that number and he goes you're on the show I go wait a minute I called for a social call nope you're on the show start talking so that was pretty interesting, but that was fun. That was fun. But anyway, welcome to my show, but this time I called you. Yeah, and, no uh Yeah. So, so what's on the agenda here? What are we going to cover?
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, I've, I've, so what I've done is some of the times when I put a broadcast together, I'll sit back and I'll just uh, acquire articles over a period of maybe it could be anywhere from two and a half to three months to uh, come, you know, just to put a good... Uh, all of things together to go through on air and you know i mean i can sit here and read some of these off but i mean it's just insane so basically what i've done you know i take the file and i'll just sit here and i'll add articles to it and to the point um if i wait too long like i've kind of done with this one here i just have an absolutely absolute mess of um information I and mean, let me just go through some of these here real quick if you don't mind oh, absolutely uh, um, so- let's lay it out So, so I'll just read through some of these headlines. Uh, A mysterious flying-winged aircraft was just photographed over the Philippines. That was about three or four weeks ago. Uh, Afghan aftermath: Will Pacific states see weakened U.S. as um, you know, as as to be as weakened as we are, and will people move upon us? You know, other countries, China, Russia, other adversaries we have, Iran. Um, let's see. Here. Air Force's X-37B robotic space plane wings past 500 days in Earth orbit. And um, Russia sent a message, and they said to DC, and they said, "Hey, I, we want to know what this thing's doing up there." And I'm assuming they've never heard anything back. Army hammers out multi-domains ops doctrine, capstone field manual 3-0 due next summer. Breaking defense. I'd have to click on that to kind of get into it to see exactly what it is. Uh, Iron, the Iron Dome uh, missile interceptors. Uh, Army tests Iron Dome missile interceptor in New Mexico. Australia could push to acquire retired U.S. Navy Los Angeles class nuclear submarines. Ex Prime Minister floats using retired um, U.S. submarines. Britain wants America's help in the race to retrieve its crashed F-35 off the sea floor. Time is of the essence as the United Kingdom tries to, rec- to retrieve an F-35. That is now sitting off on the ocean floor. I don't know if you've heard <laughs> on about the that. ocean floor. No, I don't know anything about that. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, so I guess let's just click on this and uh, just mention it real quick because it's you know it's just, like I said, it's just interesting. All of these. So, so you're following the highly publicized loss of the British F-35B stealth fighter from the Royal Navy aircraft carrier HMS Queen Elizabeth in the Eastern Mediterranean yesterday. That's what I thought was interesting. It's in the Eastern Mediterranean, right? that's over in the Black Sea area, right, where you go right. on up there into the Black Sea. Um, the United States is to help in the aircraft recovery effort. Retrieving the lightning from the seafloor will be a high priority to ensure that neither the jet nor any of its sophisticated components end up in the hands of Russia or potentially other powers. And this here, I found this interesting because this was very recent. Um, November 18th, 2021 is when this article was written up. And so the, I'm assuming the incident occurred here real recently, and we haven't heard anything about it at all, which, I mean, that makes sense. Because if you start, you know, broadcasting this, then other countries that are not in the know or are unaware, they're like, oh, my, okay. So let's go look for it ourselves. So that, you know, that's interesting. Even that the ridiculousness of the F-35 and its program and the costs and China making all the uh, – uh, what do you call it? The avionics systems for it. But that's nonetheless. Uh, this here, uh, Ceres Reconnaissance Space System, designed by Airbus and Thales, is launched. Which this uh, space satellite system is going to be used to buffer uh, France's signets capability, uh, you know, signals intelligence. Um, China sends nearly, we know about all this. I mean, China sends nearly 40 jets towards Taiwan for the second consecutive day. Like I said, don't, and mind you, these, all these are over a spate of maybe about three and a half, four months, all these articles. Um, China tests new hypersonic nuclear-capable missile that circled the entire globe at low orbit. And then uh, just the other day, we come to find out that it actually fired a second projectile when it was in mid-orbit. And it completely took the Pentagon by utter surprise. Uh, yeah here it is in the next article in line right underneath that China's hypersonic mystery weapon released its own payload and nobody knows why the mystery surrounding China's hypersonic um, I mean I'd have to click on to get the rest of the dialogue maybe yeah I do it but you know I mean it just seems to me Dave it's like I said they're not building all this stuff they're not trying out all these things because they just think it's a neat thing to do they plan on using all this stuff in the future you know, I mean, how far out in the future I don't know, but it just seems to be getting closer and closer and closer uh, that we're inching towards a full-on hot war. I mean, I've got many more articles to mention if you just when, tell me when you want me. Oh, let's back go. Let's the go future. right down the, where this is the State of the Union report. Okay. Uh, China sends. yet yeah, that was another one uh, for the Chinese uh, jet incursions. Uh, China's new ballistic missile subs can strike the U.S. without sailing into the Pacific. Um, their ability to launch the ballistic missiles from uh, basically their state side puts us at an absolutely massive uh, disadvantage. Uh, Chinese warships sailing near Alaska's Aleutian Islands are shadowed by the U.S. Coast Guard. I remember that was a couple months ago or a month ago. Um, emboldened Iran to hold war drills with Russia and China. It says here, exclusive uh, Pentagon poised to unveil and demonstrate classified space weapon. Maybe click on that one here shortly and get an idea. Well, I mean, you know, I'll just do it right now. I'll try not to backtrack. Hopefully, I'm just not like all over the place. Hopefully, this is making a little no, bit of sense okay. to folks are, out there.
0: We're, we're doing the potpourri right here, and this is uh, we're, we're hearing stuff here that I'm not getting.
1: I, I feel right, like I must have know, been in a
0: cave for a couple of days,
1: right? You know, and that's the thing with me, too. I saw that thing about the F 35, and I usually keep up pretty close on aviation news. And that one completely never was ever even a blip on the radar until I just stumbled upon it. So let's see here. Uh, It comes out of Washington. For months, top officials at the Defense Department have been working towards declassifying the existence of a secret space weapon program and providing a real-world demonstration of its capabilities. Uh, The effort, which sources say is being championed by General John Hyten, the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is close to enough to completion that there was a belief the anti-satellite technology might have been revealed at this year's National Space Symposium, which kicks off next week. When was this? Uh, this is uh, dated August 20th, 2021, so this summer. So there's some date on this. Uh, this is, however, the, a crisis in Afghanistan appears to have put that on hold for now. Hmm. That's interesting. And, I, I mean, there never was a test from what I've gathered. Let me see here. I'll copy this image, and I'll send it to you. It's basically showing, Dave, I mean, what I've been purporting to see is uh, uh, like laser beam type weapon systems uh, being shot from a uh, uh, looks like a like a disk or, or not a disk, but a, you know, like a radar or a uh, satellite dish with these uh, beams uh, connecting on the points out of it here. I'm sending it to you. Send it now. You can review that image. But I mean obviously, you know, I thought there was a war treaty or I thought there was a treaty not to weaponize space. Yeah, there is, but no one's following the last it. I'd
0: heard. I've known about this since the nineties. I used to go to meetings uh, involving some astronauts, NASA people, intelligence community people at the late Bill Pollock's home in La Placidas, uh, New Mexico. And people would come in, sign non-disclosure, and then they'd tell their story. And we were trying to add to each other's knowledge base by what we knew individually and put it together collectively. And uh, I know about the treaty, but I also saw a video in 1997 of war games in space. I kid you not. I saw two different sets of videos, and there were plasma weapons fired up from the Earth through the atmosphere. That's supposed to be technologically impossible during that time. That was 97, which means the video was, I think, was told, I was told it was 92. And then we also saw lasers being able to fire through the Earth's atmosphere. And they just announced they just developed the technology no they had the technology that i saw with my own eyes in 1997. so john like i said if they're moving their lips and they're on the left
1: they're lying absolutely you know something that ties even to this my dad uh, when he was a deputy sheriff around that time he told me the story he was out patrolling real late one night and all of a sudden, the whole entire sky, I mean, everything lit up around him as if it was daylight for about, I think he said it was like two and a half minutes. And um, it came out in the news later that they were testing the uh, Star Wars system uh, put into operation by President Ronald Reagan. So, I mean, this is mean, it's, it's absolute truth. You know, this is not a joke. This is stuff that they've got and they've been working on. And if they've got it to the point of which I think they've gotten it, I mean, my goodness, that makes uh, old lead bullets archaic, doesn't it?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know how to answer this because it, it's like the answer is ubiquitous. It's everywhere and anywhere. Um, there's no rule of law. There's no standard by which they live by. They're not even attempting to cover up misdeeds and breaking the law. That That's why I hesitated when you asked me the question.
1: Well, right, you know, I mean, because, I mean, there's supposed to be, right, uh, we have the Geneva Convention, there's supposed to be a rule to war, you know, the, the rules of engagement. It just seems to me as if what they've come to find out is, like, hey, to the hell with the rules of war and the rules of engagement, anything goes in this modern day and age. And, you know, it's going to go... Further than that, unfortunately. I mean, what was it? Like I said, a few years. I mean, this is about maybe, oh, I'd say ten or fifteen years ago on YouTube, they had a DARPA lab test footage of uh, of, of a of a plasma shield. You don't see it there before you. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, Constantina wire and barbed wire and fencing, that's that's archaic. You know, the stuff they have now. So what they did is they took this jacket and they had on the end of a wooden pole. You wouldn't want to be holding anything of metal, that's for darn sure. And they stick this jacket into this plasma field, and it starts crackling and sizzling like a bug zapper. And all of a sudden, the jacket catches fire. You don't even see this plasma field there until you've, you know, literally walked into it. So, you know, I mean, John, you can't what, find would, that what video would be anymore. the
0: point of this technology? Can you think of an application? Well,
1: well, the best. <laughs> I don't want to say best because, my God, that might give somebody some ideas if they already <laughs> don't have the ideas. But um, okay. I'd say c- containment of um, cities, uh, municipalities, it depends on the size of the plasma field for which they can uh, create. And maybe that's what some of these uh, space-based weapon systems are meant to do. You know, Instead of shutting off the roads and blowing the highways and the bridges, they just erect this thing around whatever containment area they'd want to contain wow you know i mean even you know a, a, i mean a modern day concentration camp you know i mean back in the day what was it they had four or five uh strings of wire you had the no-go zone where the guards would patrol with the towers in the no-go zones which is just basically a walking path around the facility you know um you, that would eliminate all need for any of that that, that kind of technology a plasma field of which they do have. Like I said, I saw the test footage with my own two eyes, and by God, if you think I could find that footage ever again, I can't. I have looked. I've I've tried. Well, um, what
0: you're describing is not unusual, Um, and here's what I mean. Um, I've seen a lot of things that will be up for a while, and then they realize, oh, we can't have this up, and then they take it
1: down at a later time. So that's not unusual at all. Right. You know, I mean, but it's kind of like, oh, kind of like, cool, look what we've got oh, well, you know, we might not want to continue showing this because we're probably going to have to use it. You know, we don't want people to be aware of what we have until, you know, they have to be aware of it. And that's kind of like this here. So, you know, moving on kind of with the articles here, I saw this last night, which was pretty interesting. Um, Let me get, I just clicked and I didn't mean to do that. Um, An F-22 Raptor covered in mirror-like coating was photographed flying out of the Nellis Air Force Base At the exotic test uh, facilities Uh, it was spotted wearing like a clear coat I'll I'll send you the article here Um, like I said I've always been trying to keep up on all this stuff because I mean for one it's important and for two it's just it's just it's just a hobby or an interest of mine Uh, military hardware and the advancements in that especially in the avionics and space fields
0: John you Uh, know what else this tells me though Um, go ahead this exotic technology um you, you know the, the, when the chinese flew that uh, platformed uh, uh nuclear able to fire missile that they circled around the world and the world all freaked out look what the chinese have they're gonna conquer us and i was completely calm and people said dave you don't care about this i said it's not news so what do you mean i said first of all the chinese are the great imitators they have nothing much beyond what we already have and and i said and here's the other thing we have so much exotic technology coming out of darpa right now we leave the chinese in the dust and i said chinese can't project military power either not very well Uh, they can fight a regional war and that's about it and so people were just you know freaking out at this and why are they doing this i said well it's what the cia did during the cold war they greatly exaggerated the soviet nuclear capability to help the military industrial complex Force Congress to give them more money, go further into debt, so they could make more profit on building nuclear missiles they did not need.
1: Right, I mean, but eventually there's going to become a madman that gets into power and says, "Hey, man, now's the time to push the button." Is was that's what my big, really big concern is. You know, for some reason up to this point in time, we've been able to kind of not get into that area of uh, full-on annihilation, but there have been incidents, like the port there in uh, uh, Libya. Well, what's... Why am I drawing a blank of uh, the port name? The one that was completely, totally obliterated uh, in Libya. Come on, it's the capital, too. I'm, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank. The capital of Libya. Oh, Tripoli. The port. Yeah. Tripoli? No, not no, 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 Lebanon, Lebanon. Lebanon, okay. Beirut. Beirut, Beirut Lebanon. Beirut, there okay. you go. All right. yeah, the, yeah, remember the, the port that got completely just smoked, just destroyed. And, you know, I that was purportably, from what I can come to understand in my own research and knowledge, is that that was a rod from God. And they'd even caught an a, uh, infrared image of this object right before it struck the port. It's the same kind of an explosion that took place there that took place in Tianjin, China, the port of Tianjin, China yes. in two thousand and thirteen. I mean it was I mean it was ungodly. That wasn't just a mix up of chemicals. No, man. Those were had to have been rods from God. And interestingly enough, that incident in two thousand thirteen in Tianjin knocked Tian A one offline, which is China's uh, first supercomputer, of which at since, ripples through the stock market. You know, I mean I and I predicted I predicted an incident like that, but, you know, I I don't need to get into that. That's just gets into gloating, right? Um I'm going to send you this other article here because like you said you hadn't heard about it. It's the updated version of it about the F35 uh, crash off the HMS Queen Elizabeth. Uh, so this is dated November 17th, 2021. So I think all of this here, this incident here, all took place within the last at least month or month and a half to two months. Um, let me get it to send. Uh, I'm having issues here. Yeah, I got the well. one link there you said
0: go. while you're working this out. and Yeah, it's good. You know what? While you're pulling that up, let's just step aside just for a second so we can take care of our second break here. and uh, Absolutely. And, and folks, listen um i used to say this if you don't get it from us get it from somebody but the problem is if you if you don't get it from us now you're probably not going to get it from very many people because so many of the storable food companies are down and they're not meeting production quotas and and uh i'm not gloating listen i think it's a horrible thing there's plenty of business to go around and we're getting stretched in t- to the rim because we're picking up all these extra customers um why because people know we're in trouble Uh, The food supply chain now is uh, projected to be damaged and underperforming until middle of 2022. I don't believe it. I think that's giving hope that there'll be end in sight. That came out of the White House earlier today on one of the morning news shows. Uh, So really, you're playing with fire if you don't have two-year storable food and seeds. And seeds. Now, we don't sell the seeds. But they're not hard to get. The storable food is going to become very hard to get, particularly if hyperinflation hits. So I'm asking you right now to prayerfully consider doing all you can do to get as much durable food for every member of your family you can by going to preparewithdave.com. You'll get 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per meal per day. We're selling them in 90-day emergency kits, uh, bug-out bags. And the reason I say that is because you can bug out with them, but you can also stockpile and you'll get the $100 savings on each 90-day product. So just stockpile your orders. And th- this is really the way to go prepare with Dave is where you should go so we got that in uh, I hope you take advantage of this and we're hoping that John has been able to pull up his information
1: yeah uh, so this next one I've got here likely drone attack on US power grid revealed a new intelligence report it says here just uh, basically another headline below the headline And an apparent attack on a power substation in Pennsylvania underscores the very real threat drones pose to domestic critical infrastructure. You know, and this, um, I'm pretty sure I've got an article within this file that uh, says that they were actually chasing drones. And I think we did a broadcast about it when it was a little bit fresher news. We did. Yeah, Um, we did do that. Right. Yeah. Police helicopters chasing drones over military bases and. One of the places on the military installation, they were flying these, you know, extremely advanced drones. And the only thing I could think of who could be doing it was probably China. Uh, you know, it would be my best guess. Or some other faction that's operating on behest of another country, uh, more locally, stateside. Yeah, your mic is getting just a little… These drones, but where these drones were going was going.
0: Yeah, John, your your mic is getting just a little muffled. Um, I know your experience oh, so I, I don't need to be. tell you that you have to back away from your mic or make some kind of adjustment but you're muffling just a right. little bit
1: huh well let me try this here let me see if I can
0: no right there that was good Okay. what you just said there was perfect and you know how how our system here we're on this broadband stuff you know how that can fluctuate too and that's probably what it is but um, I, right. I wanted to call an interruption to it because oh. I, I don't want I want the audience to hear what you're saying so let's try that again
1: Absolutely. Um, hopefully, is everything clear oh, now? That's perfect. Better? That's five by five right okay. there. Good deal. Um, so, these drones that these police helicopters were chasing over military installations, well, where some of these drones were flying was literally over the fuel receptors you know, these great big huge fuel tanks to store aviation fuel and uh, oil and what other, whatever other substances they would need for a military air base so i mean this is a pretty serious thing and especially if we're having massive incursions within our country i mean you know these things to the point of how cheap they are and how they were being used in the middle east especially in syria and uh, certain parts of iraq during isis's reign of terror you know under barack hussein obama you know they would literally just uh have a release mechanism on the bottom of one of these they fly it way overhead of whatever the target they're going to hit and they just drop a single mortar shell on the top of whatever the target was they were going to hit I who's understand. to say that they can't who's to say that they can't weaponize these things to a degree and just put an EMP on one fly it into a facility and then detonate the EMP you know I mean obviously it's a pretty interesting thing to take heed of and then obviously for the government, to be coming out with a new intelligence report upon that. It's you know, it makes sense, you know. So I'm just saying, you know, the 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 age of warfare in the 21st century is not it is unlike anything else I could have ever imagined up to this point. And it makes me think of Einstein's quote. You know, I I know not what World War 3 will be fought with, but World War 4 will be fought with sticks and stones. That's probably one of his best quotes oh absolutely because you know i mean we're to the point now the weapon systems that exist it you, we, you, we probably can't even fathom you know if we were to go and walk and you know hang out at darpa one of their uh, complete top secret laboratories let's say maybe s4 or uh the, the Tonopah test range we'd probably be completely awestruck we wouldn't be able to wire our jaws up off the floor to our heads <laughs> because of the things we would be seeing
0: it's a good point no, it's a very good point so, yeah you know, we did... we're getting a plethora go, go ahead. of new developments here it's, it's stunning this list that we're going through because you start thinking about the spinoff ramifications let me you know we were talking about predictive programming in an off-air discussion uh that john and i were having um yesterday uh, actually I, think, I don't know if we had it on the show or after the show but anyway we were talking about predictive programming and John, I was up on Netflix trying to see that show that you recommended to me, and the one that wouldn't let me pay mm-hmm. for it. When it wasn't Netflix, it was uh, yeah, Prime Video, and I tried to pay the two something, and it wouldn't take it. But while I was there, I saw another show, and I didn't watch it. I didn't have time, but I did uh, watch the trailer, and it was called, I think it was called Occupied, and um, the aliens who had come to attack the Earth had first sent drones. To attack people in various ways, this is the wave oh, of the man. future, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and uh, I saw—I know I, know I hadn't saved this, but I saw where they say they're saying that there's a great big facility, a brand new facility, that's been built at Area 51, and the speculation is that it's being used for the testing of drone swarms. Um, you know, and then, I mean that—that that, that technology that we, that has existed for a while. That's what part of the um, oh, what was it, the program that people started stepping down out of Google? Um, started with the name, I think. No, uh, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Maven Project Maven, that's what it was, where the DARPA. Okay, Project Maven was where DARPA was trying to find, or the the project for itself. They were trying to find a company to work on enhanced facial recognition technology for uh, weapon systems, you know, targeting systems. And it fell under Project Maven, which is the weaponizing of drone swarms. You know, I've, they've got a video out there, you can probably still see it on YouTube, of, of an F-16 fighter jet deploying these dr- these drones from a canister underneath the wings of the F-16. So there's two F-16s, they drop these things, then they go out and they make a skirmish line, and then they all move forward across the field of battle and then they circle specific points of interest, and then they've got the other drones that go in to do the killing. You know, they'll have a drone that can go in, blow a hole in a wall, and then the other four or five drones go in through that hole in the wall of a building, and then go in and then execute whatever targets are inside. You know, th- this is true technology, and, my God, we need to warn people of how far out of hand the military and industrial complex has gotten. You know, I mean, this falls right absolutely on the words of Eisenhower himself. You know, um, I think it was Eisenhower. I mean, or Truman. It was, Trim, it was Eisenhower
0: that said it. Yeah, beware of the military-industrial complex.
1: Right. His words were really interesting.
0: He said, "Their influence is unprecedented," which means what's well, never happened before in history. And remember, this was a guy who was a supreme commander, military officer, criticizing military. And then he went on to say, not only did he say their actions are unprecedented, they're unwarranted, which means not permitted. And he's basically saying it's totally unconstitutional. And yet, he's talking deep state is what he's really saying. And it was the deep state that killed his successor, John Kennedy.
1: It sure was, you know. I mean, this uh, goes into also the 22 trillion dollars of missing money that fell somewhere in the couch oh, over yeah. there at the Pentagon. <laughs> I like that fell in yeah. the couch. That's a, that's a good. I got to remember that analogy.
0: That that is so good. Yeah, and no one was ever held to account for that.
1: Right, you know, and nobody ever will. You know, and it makes you think of Halliburton, Dick Cheney, you know, the the wars that we've had in the Middle East, Iraq One, Iraq Two, all of these. Um, you know, and this here here is for the sake of it. i got it saved in here. Uh, Project 100,000. Pr- are you aware of what that is? No. Uh, I'll just say, I'll, is I'll say it. Is this the selection
0: of can... survivors in a catastrophic event?
1: Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, completely opposite of that. Well, I mean, t- to a degree. Um, another better term would be uh, McNamara's morons. Uh, you're probably more familiar with that term than a Project 100,000. Or if not, I mean that's all right. I was mean, this giving
0: how to create a, a living voice for the silent minority, as Richard Nixon used to call them?
1: No, this was. This is uh, basically okay. just throwing the most, this, the, the dumbest of the dumbest troops into the you know cannon fodder, into the enemy. Uh, uh, okay, McNamara's not, morons. Yeah. I, I think yeah, it's that, the Vietnam yeah. War. That makes more
0: sense I, I i'm out of guesses though too i don't go over three and strike out
1: so. <laughs> um
0: but uh yeah, yeah i, I right. had not heard that term but she said liz cheney or, or dick cheney and i thought liz cheney a man the spoiled fruit rotten fruit does not fall far from the tree you know she got kicked out of the republican party in wyoming
1: no i wasn't aware yeah, of that they but excommunicated I don't good
0: yeah it is good yes, Listen, you know having grown up in colorado you know wyoming's next door and i got to know a lot of people in wyoming man they're they're good solid strong americans really solid it's just their state's not very populated but uh right. they're they're red white and blue all the way through and i can't believe Absolutely. they would ever elect liz cheney but of course there's external help that liz cheney could get
1: yeah d- d- maybe a company called dominion had something to do well, with it they have
0: dominion <laughs> overall
1: yes Yes, Dominion overall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, in Wyoming, of all places, the only place in Wyoming that's terribly liberal is, um, what's that hideaway they have where they go, um, the rich and famous? I can't, the name of the vacation spot jumps out of my head right now. But um, they all go there and, and someone's, they're all yelling it through the radio right now. This is what it is, Dave, listen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll think of it. Um, but, that's the only place that's really liberal in Wyoming. Uh, but they've done some really bizarre experiments up there. You know, we're going to do, um, we got to do the wasting away. Um, and I don't do we want to do that visual?
1: The wasting well, uh, disease? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, without a problem. You know, I had a couple things pulled up here, but I think I deleted them already. That's okay. I mean, that's a
0: Yeah, but I want to do that. But it, but it goes. Yeah, G- gather video it, it evidence. Goes,
1: I yeah, want to okay. do the
0: wasting away phenomena in
1: Wyoming and Colorado. Okay, yeah, I'll see what huge. I find. You It's know, huge. And 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 it and it goes all the way it goes back to, you know, kinda of like what we're talking about now, war. Because yeah. it is war. You know, they they're literally weaponizing the food supply. I mean they've done it for a long time, but to to this degree where something can lay dormant in the earth and then the other animal, you know, eats or comes into contact. With this area that's laid dormant on the ground from another animal that had the disease and had died, let's say, two years prior, this is a weaponized virus. The same thing with what we're seeing with the other forms of weapons, uh, bioweapons and uh, bioterrorism that's taking place right now. I mean, we don't need to mention anything. It's not too far out of the limelight to understand what I'm getting at.
0: Are you talking but about yes, the Omicron? All,
1: well, yeah, or that or lack thereof. That there's just basically, in my opinion, it's a psychological operation.
0: You know, you Omicron know, and, sounds uh, like homie crony. You know, seriously, the cronies for the, <laughs> that are the homies and their gangster business is uh, creating fake viruses. Hey, listen, have you noticed in a two-day period how the mainstream media has become obsessed with spreading the fear?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, and they've all gotten their cue cards from the intelligence agencies is what... That's what I say. (laughs) Yeah, well, if we wondered if we're headed for a lockdown, Fauci even said a lockdown might
0: be necessary. And then, of course, they'll have the essential, non-essential business, and they'll consider, continue their attack upon small business and the middle class in this country while the box stores get filthy rich in this new Marxist-Communist government. And 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 I wrote this this morning, and and I want to get your reaction to this. The United States is under severe attack, but... We're not fully occupied yet. They have work to do. Do you agree with that?
1: You know, uh, and, and that's why they're flying these people in under the cover of darkness. That's why the southern border is left completely and totally wide open. But, yeah, they, they're they not up to par with what the American people would be able to dish out upon in, uh, the scenarios that they currently have set forth.
0: Yeah, you just used the right word there, dish out. I, I also uh, differentiated... What's the difference between the United States, New Zealand and Australia? And the real difference is is that New Zealand and Australians gave up their guns. And so That's we right. don't have concentration camps that are being stocked right now with victims. If we ever give up our guns, we'll be right there with them.
1: Oh, absolutely. 110%. You know, it's interesting. You know, I've got a lot of friends that are from Australia, you know, being in this radio business for a while. And the thing is, is, you know, you try to talk to the folks over there. Some some of them get it. But a lot of them are like, no, we're still just as strong as ever. We don't need guns. We're just fine. It's like, well, no, in all actuality, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk to you. No, you guys aren't fine. You see what's happening. You guys are completely, totally disarmed. You know, they're like, well, we're not completely, totally disarmed. We can go down to our shooting place and get our guns out of the lockers. No, you won't be able to get out of here. They won't even let you walk out of your house. Won't even, they won't even let you walk to the grocery store. You know, you got to have your smartphone so you can scan the QR codes. You know, um, it, the, the, well, you know, what is it? Uh, Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, it's a perfect definition for Stockholm Syndrome, I guess. You know, they think they're all right because, well, you know, things are as they are. But in all actuality, no, they're not. And on top of it, you're not armed where you can defend yourself. As a population, as as a uh, you know a country in general, so it's 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 a sad situation. But you know, and rightfully so, here in the states, we are armed to the teeth, and you know they know that they can't push too far, because what was the Department of Homeland Security director come out there a few months ago and said, you know, if they try if we try to mandate this thing, this and that, it's, na- it's going to be a major national security threat. And, you know, yeah, it is, you know, look at uh, Austria, Australia, Belgium, the Netherlands, uh, you know, all these different places, Italy, France, you know, the countries that are going up in arms. And a lot of them countries aren't fully outright armed completely to the point of what the United States is. And maybe that's one of the reasons why the United States hasn't gotten completely, totally off its duff yet. Yeah. Is because, well, you know, we haven't had to deal with things uh, on our home soil to this degree for a long time you know a little bit over 100 or so years well, i think actually um, i'd go
0: back to the war of 1812 well the well, civil absolutely. i guess you could say the civil war 160 years ago but that was just pretty confined geographically most states right. weren't in existence then um right you're right though your point's well taken your point is very well taken we don't recognize domestic threats to us um we in 9-11 we look at it as like an outside attack that came in and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't that... realize those planes were commandeered in american airports that's right if i ever tell you yeah. i don't know if I ever told you this story john my wife before we bought our home out where we are now in you know rural northern maricopa county in arizona we were out looking uh a different part of uh, the area uh about 40 miles away from where we're at and we went in and um <laughs> i'm not sure this is the guy but i'm pretty sure this was the guy there were two of the muslim attackers on 9-11 that trained at the gateway airport which is in chandler gilbert arizona uh, It traverses both cities and um we were in an open house and the guy was gone and he was from the middle east he was a pilot i saw his certificate of flight in other words, when you pass your instrumentation and all that stuff, I, I saw the mm-hmm. stuff in his house where it was posted as we went through the walkthrough. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then I saw a picture of him with George Bush.
1: And I'm oh, looking wow. at
0: this and I'm going, okay, he's Muslim. Um, it's pretty clear he was from Saudi Arabia, from other stuff I saw on the house, just mm-hmm. the stuff in the house. And you know, I told my wife, I think she thought I was nuts at the time, um because <laughs> she wasn't in tune like she is now and i said i think this is one of the 9-11 people and she goes oh that's crazy and i said look look at this here look at this over here and where is he and the realtor says she's acting totally in his behalf i said i think we have stumbled upon one of the guys that trained in gateway It's a pretty pretty interesting story. Well, there were so many artifacts that linked him to this scenario. And I'll tell you, it was an eerie feeling. But John, did you hear the part where I said, I saw a picture of him and he was in a flight uniform, shaking hands with George W. Bush.
1: I kid and you, you were not. literally in the viper's lair you were literally in the viper's lair man you're almost stepping on the yeah, eggs. But this
0: was anyone could have walked <laughs> into this house it was a totally an open house and we were just out you know roaming and looking at houses and we were kind of in the idea stage and we walked through this a nice property the backyard was way too undeveloped and you'd have had a million rattlesnakes so we just said no not here but I was kind of creeped out by what I saw on these walls and I thought I told her i said we could be getting some guests <laughs> Un- uninvited people looking for things and i said i want nothing to do with this place but here you had this guy that was with george
1: w bush <laughs> that that just freaked me out that I, crossed, the, crossed the t's and dotted the i's i mean that make it, yeah. it, it it ties it together you know it brings it all together
0: well you didn't have to have very good powers of observation to see all this and start connecting the dots i'm trying to remember the year We moved into our present place in 2003, September of 03. I think this was the year before. I think it would have been about eight months after 9-11. When we look at that, because we looked for about about two, two and a half years at properties before we bought. Actually, we didn't buy, we built. And um, (laughs) I tell you, that has freaked me out. I've had dreams about this and uh the part where he's just shaking hands with bush that was too creepy and he's, yeah, a, and he's in a he's be... in a flight and he's in a flight suit that's right. the other thing about nine eleven that just really pisses me off you know every one of the alleged hijackers was from saudi arabia but we attack iraq
1: right yeah yeah it makes sense right and then on top of it we're still selling as much as we can sell to uh, saudi arabia and, you know, they hate our guts. There's no joke about it. They don't they don't like the United States. They're the, we're the great infidels. Right. You know, I mean, and I just don't get to the point where people have been so misled. I mean, I well, look, don't get me wrong. I was misled at first, too. You know, 9-11, I was all on board. I was like, hey, man, we are our country's just attacked. So what am I going to do? I was look, I was enrolled to go to Westwood College of Aviation Technology in Denver, Colorado. A year and a half hands-on training, no prerequisite classes, and then you get out into the market, start making one thing was at $185,000 a year starting out. You know, I threw all that away. I had full paid tuition. You know, I graduated high school early with honors. And, you know, 9/11 happened and that completely changed my life um it changed everybody's lives to a degree i believe um unless you were just some homeless person on the street maybe but even to that degree maybe it did affect their lives too Who yeah knows?
0: there was something that happened in nine eleven that i think should be applying today and it's not and we were talking just a few minutes ago about people rising up people getting it and taking action and i remember this commercial that really captured the feeling of the day the commercial had come on and it said before 9-11 and it showed this row of houses all kind of got crammed together and you could see both sides of the street and it was very plain and then he said after 9-11 every house had a flag hmm it was one of the most powerful images I ever saw on the whole thing and I thought that's symbolic of what we did we came together as a nation like we never had in my lifetime and um, I'm wondering What's it gonna to take to get back to that solidarity and to where we say no? I mean, let me give you an example. This just happened yesterday and it came out on the Sunday news stations. Uh, it said, I'm trying to think, John, how they said it. Um, Biden is increasing the oil lease fees over 50%. And so I've done a podcast and I asked people, this is a multiple choice question. Who does this hurt the most? Does it hurt the oil companies? Does it hurt the government? or does it hurt the people i said the oil companies are going to pass this on to the people so you're you're going to have more heating problems this winter you're going to have more transportation problems and people getting to work this affects the middle and lower middle classes and everything biden is doing is to attack americans not just america americans
1: absolutely he's he's got some kind of disdain where the people that are Above him, which I've been saying and I continue to say, and I'm going to say it again, that company called West Executive um, just down the road from the White House up there by the Situation Room from what I've gathered is the ones pulling the string. But, yeah, they, they have a full and total uh, disdain for the American people, you know, not only the country. I mean, the the, the country and its entirety of true red-blooded citizens.
0: Isn't that an so, Obama um, organization?
1: You know, I'm not sure. I I would have to assume that him and Valerie Jarrett are tied to it some way uh, through uh, connections, but 28 or I think it's like 26 to 28 of the people on uh, Biden's administration come from this shadow firm called West Executive. You know, um, I don't hear very many people parroting what I'm saying. I don't hear very many people talking about it. But I've proven it to myself beyond any reason of any doubt that this is the this is the organization that is running the White House or the quote-unquote presidency. Please send me uh, any information you have on that. You know, there's a guest.
0: I, I, I'm interviewing her shortly, and her name is Sharona Bishop. Have you heard of her? No, I haven't oh my you're gonna hear of her and let's see if we can get her on your show as well um Uh, i spent an hour talking to the lady today she is brilliant and courageous beyond belief and um she's a woman that lives um in the i-70 corridor between glenwood springs and grand junction so it's a a mountain community and um, she's had enough of crt and social emotional learning and sexual perversion training and teach our kids to hate schools and hate each other because of the color of our skin. And she had enough. So she went out and she's credited with overturning nine school board elections. And I asked her the districts because I'm from Colorado, so I'm familiar with the school districts. And she went into the teeth of the lion. She was in Fort Collins, which is one of the jewels of the agenda 21, agenda 30 um, empire. And then she went into Colorado Springs, which isn't much different and she went into elitist cherry creek district and she overturned all these elections so she's home uh guess what is it wednesday i believe the 16th and um the fbi battery rams her door down Mm -hmm. um they come in they put them in handcuffs they swat team with the guns out um and then they pulled her and her husband out in the front yard her daughter needed something so they drug her by her hoodie up the stairs so they manhandled her 18-year-old daughter, and uh, <laughs> this is an incredible story. They didn't, ha- they wouldn't produce a search warrant when they came in. They wouldn't let them call a lawyer. They held them for three hours. They searched every part of their house. They stole every electronics. The warrant was, a re- search warrant was really general. It said, "Coming for electronic devices." John, you know, and I know that when you execute a search warrant it's not about the device you're going after you have to mention specific information you're looking for to make the search valid. right and they didn't Absolutely. do that she, she, she was know, uh, describing so... it for me so I'm having her on my show and i what I'm gonna do is is her story is very compelling and I'm gonna Absolutely. introduce her to all my friends in, in the uh, independent media like yourself and uh, Doug Hagman Mike, Mike Adams and so forth
1: and, um, Absolutely. I'd love to interview her. You know, I mean, well, this just goes to show, look, you know, there is no justice system for the people anymore. No. And any kind of a judge would ever sign such a warrant just needs to be uh, – he needs to be disbarred for one. And for two, all it would take to shut something like this down is for a due diligence sheriff to say, get the hell out of my county, and they would have to turn around and go back to whatever holes and recesses that they climbed out of. Well, she's in Garfield County, um,
0: which is along that, like I said, that I-70 corridor uh, in the mountains, gorgeous area. And she thought the sheriff was um, conservative, but uh, the, the sheriff was told the day before the the arrests were coming, the breaking down the door, and he didn't show up to protect his citizens' rights to make sure the Constitution was followed. And uh, so the sheriff's, Get getting, out. Get the sheriff's out. getting a call from me tomorrow and i'm going to call my good friend sheriff mac this is what he trained sheriffs to do this is up right. his alley so i'm going to uh, call richard mac tomorrow and and let him in on this and see if he wants a piece of this uh, sheriff mac is so darn busy the other thing is she's looking for a lawyer and i'm hoping that uh, john um, whitehead of the rutherford institute will lend his his services here because this case is right up his alley and um it reminds me of the brandon rob case where they took this Marine out ex Marine out of his home because someone said they had, he had a gun in his living room, in his living room. Mm-hmm. And they held him for observation for days. Like he was yep. mentally ill. They that. tried to forcibly medicate him and, uh, John got involved and, and got the whole thing straightened out. I think, I think Brandon got damages. That's what this case reminds me of. And by the way, have you heard about round rock, uh, school board? No, I haven't. Oh, I got to tell you this before we go. Uh, they banned the public from coming to a school board meeting. That's illegal. You have to have open meetings. Mm -hmm. That's all 50 states. So they did let two guys in to speak, but they didn't like what they said. One guy said he doesn't like the school board, doesn't like the superintendent, and he starts talking about the public record of the superintendent attacking his mistress. He goes, that's not the kind of uh, person we need running our our students' education. They cut his mic off. They hired their own two officers, look like a private security force, They handcuffed him and drug him off and threw him off the property. Okay, Now, the second guy was in there, and he started talking about the perversion that was going on in the classrooms with all these uh, uh, Garland son-in-law daughters programs, uh, critical race theory, and so forth. And they did the same thing to him. Now, that night, the Round Rock Police Department shows up and arrests both men for disorderly conduct for protesting at a school board meeting, and they threw him in jail for the night.
1: And this is the gestapo i mean this is just this is, is, just, uh, this is unbelievable
0: um th- this is just absolutely incredible what's going on so this is why sharona bishop's case i think is really really important and i'm going to work extra hard to try to get her as exposed um on her her topics as possible this is i, I got to be honest with you i have never seen anything like this in my lifetime
1: this you know, this, right not 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 in our lifetime, but it it rings very early reminiscent. I can't remember the guy's name there in Nazi Germany, the preacher or the priest remember saying, "Oh you know, yeah, first yeah. they came first they came for them, you know, and then I wasn't involved with them, so I didn't really care. Then they came for the next group of people, well, you know, and it's kinda starting to spook me, but you know then they came for me, and there was nobody to stand up for me so it's absolutely uh, rings true of that true story right there of the direness of the paradigm that we reside in. Well, the
0: paradigm we reside in right now, apathy and ignorance is our worst enemy. Mm, and uh, absolutely, it's, it's absolutely incredible. But can you believe one woman could flip nine school boards?
1: Well, you know, I mean, we need we need uh, we need uh, two hundred and fifty more of them, nine. You know, th- that them, that woman to flip. You know all the rest of the school boards because i mean i've said it for a long time the school boards are indoctrination centers they're teaching communism you know they don't teach about uh, this country god or anything else anymore but this this doctrine of the state and if you don't toe the party line then you are an enemy of the state amen to that brother i mean you're exactly right on the money with that that's uh
0: That's the game being played, and this is why people... I mean, if we had a million Sharona bishops, we wouldn't have these problems. Right. You know, we should be convening, and this is something I'm going to end up talking a lot about. Uh, Paul Preston's going to be educating me on how to do affidavits to uncover voter fraud. I think you can do the same thing with school board fraud, too, and school board abuse of kids. And I'm going to be talking about that. And I think we need to teach people... How to convene citizen juries, and and uh, so then we go after school board members. We indict them, and they have to show up.
1: And, uh, and not only that, but we also need to inform people about jury nullification too. Yeah, there you go. Right. Exactly. I mean, if somebody's up on complete and total bogus charges oh. and is still being pushed through the judicial system, jury nullification can shut that down in a heartbeat. Bingo. Uh,
0: one thing that people need to know, if you've not heard this before. It's been established as fact that uh, Attorney General Garland's son-in-law and daughter run Panorama Education, which runs critical race theory, social-emotional learning, and of these other perverted programs, and they make tens of millions of dollars. And this is why Garland is designating the use of the FBI to go after people who protest at school board meetings because it's interfering in his family profits. I, I want to just make sure I got mm. that on the record because I know that we talk to new people every time, John. John, tell people how to listen to your show. I was lucky enough to be on last night; it's pretty cool. Um, so tell people how they can listen.
1: Sure. Uh, every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the unequivocal truth. DefCon One is the name of my broadcast, and you can catch that at revolution.radio or FreedomSlips.com. It'll take you both to both URLs. Will take you to the same place. Studio A. Uh, Studio as well. A. We got two studios. You have yeah. Studio A.
0: You're on the Varsity.
1: That's why you're in Studio
0: A. Um, that's pretty yeah. cool. i That's. I tell you guys, this is a good show. You need to check it out. A lot of times, unfortunately, it plays when I go to church. Uh, otherwise, you know, I would be there more. But it's a great, great show. Hey, John, this has really been fun, entertaining. What I want you to do is to put something together on the wasting thing that we talked about. Sure. And I want to do an update of what Paul Martin and I did years ago, okay?
1: Absolutely, will do. All right, thanks for joining us. Good job. No problem. Godspeed, Dave. Thank you.